Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, everyone. It's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun and see you later. Welcome to episode 177 of the Rustical Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Alex Newell, and with me today I have... Ben Meredith, Bryn Monroe, Lydia Nicholas, and Helen Gould. And that's as close to a slow, chill intro as I can give you. That's <laughs> that's what meditative sounds like when you still have to intro an episode. <laughs> how are you all doing? Well, who are we playing? Yeah, I don't know who I'm playing anymore. So, that's how so chill, chill I am. So chill, yeah. he's forgotten to do the intro. <laughs> well, here's the thing. You know, are we all playing? Aren't we just all always playing in some ways? Zolf Smith. <laughs> Hamid Salaharun Altahan Sell sight bottom And Azu So it just happens without you now Alex You've yeah, trained yeah. us so well Good. <laughs> Good. This, this makes me so happy I love that he can't mess up the order anymore That was a trick he could only pull with in-person recordings yeah. <laughs> yeah we tried that in the first remote recording I pointed at the screen and then went Wait <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> So now we get to always do the order And he can't mess with it Yeah take that So I'll have to find other ways to mess with you Speaking of which <laughs> Let's go into an alternate mind space <laughs> Together But separate So I'll let people bid for it Who wants to go first? Why don't nothing. we go in the order we had before? So it's because yeah. I don't remember it. So I'm I'm vamping around it. I have no <laughs> memory of the ben, original order. Helen, me. Yeah. Okay, we'll go. We'll do that then. <laughs> so starting back with uh, Zolf, then mm-hmm. you have clearly moved through a significant portion of the city with your eyes closed. It is clearly making it easier for you to do so. In fact, it's reached the point where as you're walking you will stop as if, like, just deciding to obviously step around something just based entirely on instinct and then continue. Cool. So this is not just the way is clear for you, like you are actively, sort of, weirdly enough, just your instincts are right. You feel yourself pass through the denser city with the closer alleyways and so on, and then you feel the space start to open out a lot more. And as far as you can tell, you appear to be heading back towards the dock where you first came in. Sure. 
Eventually, you feel the telltale smack of shoes upon actual boardwalk as opposed to the thicker palisade that makes up the rest of the city. Also, slight clarification, I didn't come in uh, on the same dock as everyone else, so is it back to the ship or is it back to the lift? It's back to the ship. Cool. I will carry on until I either hear him say hello or literally walk into him. (laughs) You continue walking and then feel yourself brought to a stop. Cool. Naturally, I should say. Then I will open my eyes. You are right at the edge of the dock. To your left is a completely fine and original vengeance, in inverted commas. It is ship-shape and ready to go with no issues, no concerns, no problems whatsoever. And Wild is sat with his legs dangling over the edge of the dock, looking out towards the uh, apparently now clear rolling hills I say hills, rolling mountains and uh, forests and so on. Even from behind, you can see that he is slightly younger and your first impression is that this appears to be the wild that you were meeting all that time back in Paris. Well-dressed, good hair, at ease. Um, But again, this is from behind. He is staring straight out and you are immediately behind him. Oh, good. Insufferable as well. Brilliant. Um, I'll... uh walk up to the edge and sit down beside him with my legs dangling over the edge too. Another thing to notice, there is nothing underneath this palisade. This place is apparently just hanging in space. Sure. There is landscape underneath. It's not like a a yawning void or anything, but it's very, very far away. And it just appears like this city is a fixed point in the sky is the best way to describe it. Yeah. I guess because the bear is a living thing as well and there's no other living things around. And so Wilde is just there, legs dangling over the edge, just looking out. Sure. You can see he does not have the scar. Sure. Hey. He turns and sees you. Hey, he's off. Turns back and looks out at the uh, horizon. Um. Do you know what's happened? Do you know what's going on? Yeah, it feels like for the first time I get to have a break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, um, I guess... I guess that's what I've come to talk to you about. Could just join me. That's okay, too. You know. <sighs> he pat, he pats the deck next to him. Room for one more. Etc. I'm not done yet. And I'm here to ask if you are or not, because... You can come with me. If you want. (sighs) Wild kind of looks out a bit. I mean, you say if I want. But that's never really, really what it's about, is it? It's less if I want than if I can. If I get to. No, not... Not in this case. Um, if, if, if you want, I will turn around and go back and, you know, leave you here. And that you don't is... need to. You're, you're, welcome to you're, you're welcome to stay. I'm not done yet. I don't want to stay here. Why not? Just... I've got things to do. And yeah, I've but you, got... you, you always will. That's the, if there's one thing that I've learned is that there's always something to do. 
that doesn't mean that you actually have to do it. It just I've, means that there's something to do. I've got things I want to do. And if you don't, that's fine. Well, yeah, no, that's fine. And I will leave you here. It's up to you. How about we just have a sip? Yeah. For once, for a bit. Fine. Do, do you want to talk now that we have... I mean, I don't know if time's even moving, so maybe as much time as we want, or, I don't know, maybe not. But, yeah. Or, or we can just sit here. I don't know. This is, I guess, sort of your whole space, so... Ah, you say that. He looks over at the ship. If this was my space, I I would be somewhere a lot nicer. You know, filled with soft beds. And ideally, there would be, you know, music. But apparently... (laughs) Yeah, well, you could always learn an instrument and... I told you what happened when I tried to learn an instrument, right? Yeah, you might have all the time you want now. I'm going to use this opportunity to jump to Helen. Yes, Helen. Yes, I'm here. So, we last left you in a museum being shushed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm heading towards the shush. You were heading towards the shush, right? Yes, yes. Are you attempting, this is going to sound odd given the scenario, are you attempting to move, inverted commas, stealthily? No. (laughs) Okay. You are echoing and clanging throughout the space. It is someone in full plate armour walking across stone floors in large echoey chambers. Okay, once Azu realises how loud she is, because she she does have, you know, a sense of what is appropriate and proper for... The susurration is definitely turning actively hostile as you are clanging around. (laughs) She's going to try to be quiet, but it's very difficult when you're just wearing metal... And you're on the stone floor. (laughs) The more you attempt to be quiet, the louder you are and the angrier the hushing sounds are. Sorry, she says. Shh. Sorry. Shh. Clank, clank. (laughs) Howard. All you're getting is hushing sounds and disapproval from the unseen people of the museum as you clank around the space, making far too much noise and clearly unwelcome. Mr. Carter? Um, Professor Carter? Can you give me a perception check? Yeah. Oh, good. 25. You hear an ever-so-quiet scritch-scritch of pencil on paper in an adjoining room. I find that room and open the door. There are no doors here. There are only doorways. Oh. As you clank over it, Just so disapproving. Everyone's so disapproving. And you find yourself in another ancient history room. In terms of the organisation here, it makes no sense, to be clear. I I realise you're not an expert, but it doesn't appear to be arrayed by, uh, like, era, geography. It really does just appear to be a random assortment of this is ancient stuff. It's more like... If you asked a kid to describe a museum, what would be designed as opposed to an actual, like, organised taxonomic category system or anything like that? Sure. Inside this room is a similarly, apparently random assortment of ancient artefacts. 
and there are a couple of stone benches in the middle of the room. You can hear the scritching sounds coming from one of them. There doesn't appear to be anyone in the room. Howard? A small boy pokes his head out from underneath the uh, bench, tousle-haired, looks at you very wide-eyed, and then ducks back, and the scritching sounds stop. <laughs> okay. You've broken Helen. Um, very. Give me sense motive. Yeah. Uh, ooh, twenty-five again. Ah, there you go. The child is clearly terrified of you. Oh. Azu, uh, how close is she to the bench? How close you want to be to the bench? <laughs> okay, that's fine. What she will do then? is she will sit down mm-hmm. and then she's going to be like I'm probably still too big and then she's going to like lie down on her front <laughs> and like clank 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 <laughs> is she going to try and like see under the bench the child <coughs> Carter <coughs> is scooched underneath the stone bench in such a way that you would not have been able to see him from the doorway mm. He appears to have a number of school books laid out on the floor, seemingly haphazardly, and he appears to be sketching something in what appears to be a maths book. Oh. Hello, Howard. Hello. Um, I can be quieter. I'm sorry. That's all right. I'm very loud. Yeah. Um, (laughs) you, you might not want to be. They don't like that here. Well, we shouldn't really be in here. They don't like they don't like kids in here. Well, who cares what they think, hmm? I mean I do. Don't you? No. Why not? They're really angry though. Well, sometimes people are angry and it's not really your fault. Doesn't seem to make a difference. Hmm. People angry at you a lot. Mm, you know. School's just rubbish. Oh, really? And everyone in it's rubbish. He catches himself being a bit loud and kind of hushes back down. (laughs) Huh. What would you like to do? I don't know. No one's asked me that. I don't want to do maths. hate maths. It's rubbish. Oh, I'm bad at maths as well. It was fine when it was just numbers, but it's not just numbers. It's letters too. Why are there letters in maths? (laughs) That don't make any sense. I know. That's not maths, that's English. But I hate English as well. It's all just become one big pile of... (laughs) What do you like doing? Quite like drawing. It's quite fun. Can I see? Oh, well, uh... Kind of, uh, holds the, uh, book close a little bit. Uh, well, no, I'm not really meant to be drawing, though, so... Uh, I don't think that's... I mean, yeah, all right. Just thrusts it, like, unceremoniously at your face. Okay, what's he drawn? He appears to be doing a bunch of, at first, so there's like two parts of the book. There's the first half, where he's just, by the way, he's just just writing over the maths that's in there, which, by the way, <laughs> even to your eye, you're just like, yeah, that's wrong. That's, <laughs> that's just all wrong. Like this, oh, no. Oh, mate, come on. He's just sketching straight over the top of the, the working that's in there. It starts with a series of sort of still lifes of the stuff within the museum, it seems like. 
However, they're growing increasingly elaborate as he starts adding extraneous details where it's like, it's not just a broken pillar. It's a broken pillar as part of a building. It's a broken pillar of part of a building which has a large crowd of people looking up. It's a broken pillar of part of a building with a large crowd of people looking up as a ceremony goes past. And it's just him slowly, seemingly elaborating on the things that are held within the museum. It's very good. Yes, that's, yeah, that's exactly what she says. She says, you're a very good artist. Well, yeah, it doesn't matter though, does it? Of course it matters. Well, no, it doesn't. I've still got to do maths. Well, only for a little while. It's not what they say. Who's they? I mean they. Kind of pokes his head out from under the thing and just looks at one of the other rooms uh, and then pokes his pokes back underneath the bench. Hmm. Well. It doesn't matter what you want to do. You just end up doing what everyone tells you to do anyway. <laughs> As he says, that's not always the case. Um, listen, I think that they might not come in here while I'm here. Um, oh, I'm Azu, by the way. Hey, Azu. Hello, Howard. Jot some space under the bench. I'm not sure I'll fit, I'm afraid. All right. I am going to jump to Cell. Yeah. Cool! Cell. Mm-hmm. We last left you in a tunnel with a long, let's say, mat. I forgot what the word was. What was the word I used? I think you said mat on the floor, like fabric or I forget woven the word. thing. I, yeah, I kept wanting to say tapestry, but you don't put tapestries on the floor. That, that stops being a you tapestry. Mean like and a starts being a carpet. That's the word. Oh, yeah, God. no, it's 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 yeah, it's a it's a woven it's a woven mat. Let's leave it at that. Yeah. And you were in a corridor mm-hmm. that led towards a warm-looking fire round a bend. Cell walks along. Heading along, you hear the distinct sounds of movements seemingly echoing through the corridor. Sort of like a gentle scritching here, a a gentle scuttle there. It is not like drawing nearer or anything. It's just this constant sound of gentle movements all over the space. Cell, as they walk along, will be quietly talking, assuming that there may be smaller creatures around that mm-hmm. one of those may be Sassara. Uh, so it's a reassuring kind of tone, like the kind of thing you yeah, yeah. do with a small child or uh, an animal where you're not sure what kind of the language is that they might be speaking. So kind of indraconic, uh, but very gently kind of, uh, hey, Sassara, it's it's me, Cell. Uh, if you remember, this is a really lovely tunnel. There is a loud cry from further down the tunnel. Hey! Oh! Hey, Sal! Hey! Sassara! Buddy! How are you doing? Oh, yeah, come on. Uh, Sal jogs down to meet Sassara. So, you turn a corner in the tunnel Mm -hmm. and then find yourself opening into a larger but not large space. Mm Mm-hmm. It's at this point that things get a little bit weird for your perspective because, Mm -hmm. first of all, you find yourself face-to-face with a Sassara who is your height. Right, yep. I almost sort of expected um, that. <laughs> yeah, the space around you, it feels like someone took a quick sketch of a chemistry lab right, and smashed it into Mr. Tumnus's study. Right, gotcha. Yep. That's the quickest, easiest way I can describe this. So it's heaven, basically. <laughs> Think a combination of, like, creature comforts. Yep. So there, there is a fire. It's not a fireplace. It is an mm-hmm. open fire leading to a, a hole in the ceiling, which seems mm-hmm. to be taking the smoke. And it appears that everything around the space is 
again, it has comfort in mind, even if it's not elaborate. It's like, think more cushions and rugs mm-hmm. and things like that. There appears to be something cooking on the on the fire. And around the place, it feels more like things have been kept by virtue of just being interesting. Mm-hmm. So it's not that there is a full chemistry setup bubbling away, so much as, like, there are the makings of a big elaborate setup that is currently being assembled by Sasser, apparently. Cool. Hey, wow. uh, hey, this is this place is is wonderful. What are you, what are you making? Sass was there going. Okay, so I have some six millimeter condensers, but I'm considering swapping to the ten millimeters because they just seem to have you know uh, a better precipitation rate. But I'd really I, do I go do, do I go smaller and just double the length? Do I double the precipitation length and recurve it back in? Well, what are you trying to uh, achieve? I mean, what do you think? She just gestures to the rest of the uh, room and then starts assembling to apparently utterly incompatible pieces. Sasser, do you know where we are? I mean, yeah, it's it's my place. It's a lovely place. I know. That's why it's mine. That's. Aww. I mean, you, you, you are lovely, and you deserve lovely things. I Aww. do. You're right. You can stay. Right. So, Sasser's there holding a, um, a tripod mm-hmm. and a Bunsen burner. And then just kind of holding them both, and then puts the Bunsen burner like in the tripod and leaves it, and it isn't quite right. Nothing's. It, it feels mm. like someone's trying to build a chemistry set, but everything is just yep. at cross purposes. The dots aren't connecting for some reason. Sasha, I, I'll, I'm, I'm gonna stay here with you a while, but there's, there's, if, if you, if you understand what's happened, right? There, there was a ship, and things went wrong. And we, oh, yeah, we yeah, lost, yeah, 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 yeah. We lost. No, I, I know, I know, I know, I know. And, there's, and, there's, there's, I've just got to sort this. If I could just sort this, then then we can get on. Then with we can things. go. I just need to. Oh, yeah, I just need to sort this. What what I'm, what I'm okay. thinking right. is, do, do you need help? If, do, do, what I'm what I'm saying, Sasser, is you 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 can. Do, do you want? We lost you, but there's there's a way back, and you you. Do, do you want to come? No, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. We just need to finish this, and then we can we can do whatever. It's fine. I just need to finish here. Okay, well, well, let me help. Okay, cool, right. Okay, so where does this go? At which point you're looking at an enormous, like, the size of Sasra conical flask, just unnecessarily massive, and the setup so far could probably fit on a small table. I'm... This may be a rolling point, because Sella's trying to work out if this is an unsolvable puzzle. Give me a... I will allow you to pick either between knowledge engineering or craft alchemy. Probably, no, you know what? Craft alchemy for this one. <laughs> okay. Lydia is so clever, it would never cross my mind that it's unsolvable. I'd just be like, okay, great, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> that is a 31. Yeah. Yeah. This you reckon a- this is an unsolvable puzzle? And that the second that you solve a problem? Hmm. No, we see, because that just makes a bigger problem further down the line. That's just going to be this. Just, it clearly will. It's that place, Victoria. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Very much so, yes. Cell, uh, like, Cell has, they did like one or two adjustments before kind of realising this. And they they kind of breathe in and turn to Sasra and say, um, I think, I think what this is, Sasra, it, th- this is, this is the ultimate puzzle here. And it's it's wonderful. I, I can see so many different ways to solve it, but I think there'll always be something to solve. And this will be here when you come back. 
later, right? But, but for now, I think if you want to go back and solve the puzzles that we had on on the ship, we we need to go and and do that, right? These this will be here for you. This is just going to keep puzzling. And I'm going to use that as our break. Hi everyone, Lydia here. You may know me as Melanie in Magnus Archives or from Rusty Quill Gaming. I'm here to tell you about this episode's sponsor, The Stormlight Archive, Volume 4, Rhythm of War, by internationally best-selling author, detailed worldbuilder, and writer of some of the most fine-tuned systems of magic you will ever read, Brandon Sanderson. This series is perfect for fans of tabletop RPGs. You'll love the aforementioned magic system and encounter some of the coolest places you'll ever read about. Ratcheting up the tensions, big and small, that Sanderson began in the Stormlight Archives book one, The Way of Kings, now is the perfect time to pick a side, join the fight, and dive into this New York Times best-selling series. Buy Brandon Sanderson's Rhythm of War, the latest in the New York Times best-selling Stormlight Saga. Just search for Rhythm of War wherever books are sold, or visit the link in this episode's description for more information. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And welcome back. So I think at this point I'm going to bounce across to Hamid. Oh, okay. So, Hamid, ever since uh, sitting down there, it has been calm and it has been peaceful. Give me a perception check. 19. After a while, you come to notice that it's growing colder. At first you think it might just be like a a chill wind that'll pass or something, but it's growing consistently colder and colder, and eventually it reaches the point where it has gone from just it's a little bit colder to if your Endure Elements was not still active, people would be leaving. Yeah. Because it is consistently growing colder where you are. Are you eyes closed or are you eyes open? Probably eyes open. There is frost starting to emanate from the central space. It is creeping across the ground slowly, but obviously there is a, you know, there's a small amount of snowfall and so on, although the area Mm. seems to be kept broadly clear. But there is an active ice patch working its way out across the floor of the space. It's not near any one of the party as of yet, but if it continues going, eventually everyone will have to up and move. I will glance at the other kobolds just to see how many of them have their eyes open. None of them. Their breath is, like, frosting in front of them, but again, Endure Elements is a wonderful spell. Yeah, yeah. How long has it been, roughly? A couple of hours? A bit longer? Yeah, about that. Okay, I will keep my eyes open and watch for the progress and yeah if 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 the frost is like you know gets a bit closer i will quietly and politely you know prod the 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 rest of the cobbles into into moving but i'm not going to disturb them unless i feel like i sort of need to i'd say before it reaches that point yeah you notice a second element which is hard to tell at first but it just catches your eye 
you notice that a ring of people seems to be very gradually and organically forming at the very, very edge of the circle, so where it sort of turns back into alleys and so on. Yeah. You know, one person takes place there, and then another person takes place at the far end, another person over here. And it takes a little while for you to realise, but it appears to only be awakened creatures. Oh, interesting. Trees, animals, stuff like that. Yeah. And they appear to be doing the same sort of thing that happened when it came to the, um, you know, the route through the the city, where it wasn't people actively, like, bowing heads reverentially. It's just sort of taking positions almost. Sure. Similar situation. They seem to be taking positions around the central space. They don't. They're not trying to interact in any way, but it has reached the point where it's like, yeah, there's there's an active crowd forming very very slowly. Okay. At which point I'm going to dive back to the rest of the group. I'm going to start with Zolf. Okay. Never have I ever <laughs> <laughs> crashed a boat. Sorry, ship and blamed it on someone else. You know, this game would be a lot more fun if we had something to drink. <laughs> <laughs> what? <sighs> yeah, all right. Wild stands. I think there's something left in my cabin. All right. He just leads you through to the cabin, opens the door, and then steps into a broad and airy Parisian apartment. Follow him in. And then heads in and uh, grabs a drink from a cabinet and starts uh, pouring you both. It seems to be a, a measure of some kind of spirit. Oh, this is nice and I remember it. Hmm? Oh, this place is... It's not all that, you know, it's okay to start with, but uh, big plans. He uh, takes a drink, but oh, it's nice to have somewhere to uh, fall back on, you know, have a bit of a break. <laughs> yeah. Plans? Oh, yeah, you know. <sighs> I know I've been doing a lot recently, but I think once I'm out of uni, I really need to look. All right. I well, really need to look towards a career. Well, you know? I didn't know you when you were at uni. Hang on, who am I? What do you mean, Zolf? Okay. She's you. How did you meet me? (laughs) God, you're going way back then. Uh, Wild opens the uh, doors to the balcony and then steps out, looking out across the uh, Parisian skyline. I mean, I'm trying to think. I can't remember when we got mates, actually. I know you... Didn't Didn't I crash your place one time? Pretty certain I did. You broke into Hammond's apartment. Yeah! Yeah, God! Oh, yeah, because I was doing that... Oh, oh no! I was doing that piece on Bertie, wasn't I? You were. God. That's a blast from the past. Yeah, how long ago was that? It all just sort of bleeds into itself, doesn't it, a little bit? Yeah. But you were working for that, for a paper at that time, weren't you? No, I can't have done, because I've only just finished uni, so... So why were you <laughs> writing a really... piece on Bertie? It must have been a paper or something, right? Yeah. So why are you at Look, uni? Look, what's with, what's with all the questions, all right? Okay? Wild. It's fine. We have all no. the time in the world. Okay, There's I... All no. of this stuff that we can do, big plans, but we don't have to do it now. Wild, We can just you're... have a moment. You're dead. Dark? No. You are dead. You died. I saw you die. <sighs> You've always been very dramatic, so no. if you do know that, right? Like, you just... You, you, you kind of need to learn to just just pull back a little bit. You're very intense all the time. Wild. What? We were in the Vengeance, and we went through the Borealis, and the engines went down, and we crash-landed, and you died. Why are you having to steer this in such a heavy... Di- it's fine. Just have a sit and have a drink for once, Solf. 
I am here to ask you if you want to come back to the world, to live again. And I'm, and I'm saying it's fine. Like, we have all the time in the world. We can just have a bit of just chill time. Like, look, if there's one thing that I've learned, okay, it's that it's fine to be ambitious, but sometimes you just, you just need a bit of you time, you know? I agree with you, but Fantastic. I don't want to so spend join me. some you time with a version of yourself which isn't real. Getting very deep here. How can you? How I just invited you for a drink. I don't know what sort of state you're in. Obviously, I don't think I can know what sort of state you're in, given the state you're in. Um, but I'm here for a reason, not just to hang out with you although that would be nice if we ever got a moment to just hang out we do right now no just five minutes all for once just for once we took five minutes wild and now we're in your apartment in paris fine where do you want to go he um goes to the front door and opens it onto a park at night you don't recognize the park if, if you want to go there, let's go there. But I... We, we are in a situation. Just to... Look. Either... You want to stay here, wherever here is. Or maybe move on, wherever that might be. Or you want to come back with me. Give me a sense motive. Oh, uh, nat 20. So that is a 29. Wild's getting real angry and he's hiding it. Well, just talk to me honestly. Why are you... Why? I'll tell you what, I'll talk to you honestly when you talk to me honestly. I just am... say, just say the words. Wild, we need you to fix it again. Wild, it's gone wrong. Help. Wild, solve this problem. Wild, won't take long. Just give me one of them. Just actually talk to me honestly for the first time. Just what is it? What, what needs fixing? What's gone wrong? What's on fire? Who died? What do I actually need to fix here? Because right now... This is the first chance I've had in I don't know how long. I've got finals coming up, I've got all of the interviews that are lined up on top, and everything's piling up, and all I've got is people asking me to fix things, and I keep doing it, and I keep fixing everything. Brilliant. So, tell me, Zolf, I thought we were friends, but no. What do I need to fix? You don't Do you want to cheat any... off me? You... Is that it? Do you need to cheat off me? It's fine. Cheat off me, like everyone else does. It's fine. You don't have uni. You don't have exams. You don't have interviews. You are dead. You have no responsibility anymore, and you don't need to have any responsibility anymore. That's okay. But I'm giving you a simple choice. You come back with me, or you don't. That's it. There is no other motive. Yes, things are broken, and things need to be fixed, and things need to be sorted out, but that doesn't have to be on you, and it shouldn't be just on you. We're all responsible for everything, and you died in pursuit of a fix. And it would not be fair for me to tell you that you have to come back. So why are you here? Like, what, what, what to actual ask, point? Why, why would you not just let it lie then? To ask you if you want to come back. You didn't choose to die, but you can, right now, choose to stay dead. Wilde just sort of takes a moment, finishes his drink... And just kind of stands there, kind of just absorbing. I know 
better than a lot of people that death ain't the end. You know, I'm a cleric, for goodness sake. So, there is a a natural order to things, and people die, and they move on, and that's just how it works. I'm just tired, Solf, that's all. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm just... I'm just... I'm just... <sighs> I know, Wild, I am tired too. Everyone thinks that they're carrying this, but they're not. Because you know what happens if they drop the ball. I pick it up, and I pass it to someone else, and if no one else is there to pick it up, I carry the ball myself. That's that's just how this works, and I'm just I'm just tired. I'm just I'm just so tired, Zolf. I'm just so tired. Do you really think you're the only person who feels like that? Everyone feels like that all the time. Everyone's tired, and everyone has work to do. And so, what, we just go back and carry on until eventually we can't. That's not. <sighs> not necessarily. Not if you don't want to. I told you when I first came here. I will turn around and I will go back on my own. And that is fine. That is your choice. But I want you to understand the options. Just give me a reason, other than because there's something that needs doing. That's all I need. Just one reason, other than there is another job for you, Wild. That's all I need. Do you want there to be another reason? What did I just say? Obviously I do, yes. Fine. Because I need you, Wild. And there we go. An honest answer from Zolf Smith. I never thought I'd hear it. You were just angling for that. (laughs) You bastard. (laughs) (laughs) No, I wasn't just angling for that, but it's nice to know. Right? Yeah, well, I didn't want to say because it wouldn't be fair. Oh, nothing's fair. Look at it. Fine. Do, it's... do you want to come back or don't you? Like, yeah, I, I've said it, I know, but it's still your choice. Here's the plan. We're going to finish up these drinks. We go out there and then we just... We'll figure it out. We always do. It's fine. It's just its just useful to know I'm not just beating my head against the wall for no reasons off, you know? Look, and I will grab him by the lapels and pull him down to my height. <laughs> when this is all done, we'll go on holiday or something. Where? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where he's going to be left after all this is done. But somewhere Give me a sense nice. motive before I continue. Ooh, uh, Eleven. You're fairly certain you've already won him over and that he's messing with you by this point. <laughs> Zolf. I won't come back with you unless you tell me where we're going on holiday together. <laughs> You're such a dick. Come on. <laughs> I'm going to use that opportunity to bounce to Azu. All right. So Carter's been uh, scritch, scritch, scritching away, and you feel like you've hit a bit of a static point. The best way to describe it is you just have the instinct that nothing here is going to change unless you make the change happen. You're at a fixed point. I mean, I had, I had that idea anyway. All right, so he's drawing. So as he's going to say, Howard, Hmm? what do you remember? Apparently nothing. (laughs) No, I... I mean, how did you, um... How did you get here? Oh, well, you know, I always come here. It's the only place people leave me alone. Oh. I'm sorry I'm not leaving you alone. Yeah, it's all right, you're all right. Oh. Oh. 
I mean, it helps that you're proper scary, so if anyone tries to pick a fight with me, I'll just, you know, point at you. <laughs> I will happily fight anyone who tries to really? hurt you. Yes. Would you fight a bear? Oh, yes. Really? <laughs> Would you fight two bears? I'd try. What, what if both the bears had, like, swords? Well, I've got several axes. And four arms, but, each. Uh, look, the point is, <laughs> Howard... Um... Do you want to come out from under that bench for a little... for a moment? Not really, because if I do, everyone's just going to yell at me again, so I'm fine. I'll just stay here. I just told you I'd fight bears for you. You think I can't fight them off? Well, yeah, but... <sighs> You're not going to be here forever. And then he's just going to be yelling again. It's just going to be, oh, Carter, you don't know what a de- declen... Whatever it is, is. Hmm. Don't do that. It's annoying. Mm. Don't eat that. You'll be sick. Mm. <laughs> Maybe I want to be sick, okay? Sometimes, you know, it can be in- like... How do I know? How am I going to know unless I'm allowed to, you know? Hmm. Well, it sounds like you quite like breaking rules. It's just not that I like breaking rules. It's just most of the rules are stupid. <laughs> thought of by stupid people. Look, she's going to, like, reach her hand out across the, the floor and she's going to be like, why don't you come out and if anyone yells at you, I'll hit them with my axe. How what do I do sound? when you're not there? You can't hit everyone with an axe. I know, I've tried. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you are quite small. How about you just try it, hmm? So what you're saying is, because I'm small and you're big, I should climb out of this bench? No, no, no. I'm saying that right now, you can depend on me to protect you. And I'd quite like to... See you stand up. You don't you don't need my help though. Look at you. Like you said, you've got your big like axe and and, and your big armour and your all of that. It's just, I don't bring in like I'll just stay here, it's fine. I get it, I'm useless, I don't have anything to help or do, so I can just stay here at least out of the way. It's fine, I get it. It's not nice, but I get it, it's fine. Hmm. You're very young, Howard. Nothing stays the same forever. Meaning what? Maybe if you come out, something will change. So if I just... Wait, wait, wait. Okay, okay, hang on. So what you're saying is, if I come out from under here, I change. But what if I change worse? Hmm? I'm, I'm just hearing... I'm hearing a lot of... How would I want you to come out from under the bench? Good. That's... But there's no point! I, I, I don't just want to do what I'm told. I want to do what I want to do. I'm sick of doing what I'm told. Hmm. No one ever told me to do anything good. People always ever just told me to do stuff that I'm rubbish at. And every time I do stuff that I'm rubbish at, they just tell me to do it more. And then they get annoyed at me for being rubbish at it. But I'm, I'm only rubbish at it because they told me to do it. If they hadn't told me to do it, I wouldn't have known I was rubbish. If I wasn't rubbish, they wouldn't be annoyed. So oh, people oh, are just telling Howard, me to do things that will make them annoyed. <laughs> if I climb out from the bench, you're just going to be annoyed. Same as everyone else. I won't be this time, I promise. <sighs> please? No need to say please, I'm... You're massive and I'm really small. It's fine. I'm not going to drag you. Fine, what? 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 Howard just sort of pokes out from under the uh, bench and just stands in front of you. Child Howard is a little streak of nothing. <laughs> like, Child Howard is tiny. Mm. Big Mopper hair, t- 
tiny everything else. And he's just there holding all of his, like, messy books really angrily and just looking at you. What? I'm here. What? 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 Azu sits up, because she was previously lying on her front, wasn't she? So Azu sits up, and she goes, uh, Do you want to be in this room? You said you... No, it's rubbish! But it's the only place I can be! I can show you other places, if you like. And you promise no one's going to be annoyed at me for just being there. So Howard's a kid at the moment. Yes, yes. If there was an adult there, someone would see Azu look really hecking sad. And then she's going to say, um, everyone will be really pleased to see you, actually, I think. That seems to upset him. Not in a, like, a that's awful way, but in a... No, they won't. No one's ever happy to see me. I am. Well, yeah, but you're different, because you're, like, you know, cool. <laughs> I only hang out with cool people. <laughs> <laughs> So, Howard uh, kind of preens himself just a little bit and stands up a little bit straighter. (laughs) And in the act of standing up straighter, just seems to age up. Not in a like, oh, how horrifying, but more like, somehow you find yourself staring in front of now a young teen instead of a very young child. Mm. Really? Oh, yes. Everyone I know is very cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, what kind of things do you you all get up to? He's, He's continuing to sort of... Progress, let's say. I know two people who can make things explode. <laughs> really? Oh yes. <laughs> at this point, you're a you're a, a young man, Carter. Not necessarily the slightly older man, Carter, that you know, but you're getting there. I know someone who got hit by lightning, like three times. <laughs> wow! Still had loads like- of hit points. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, if I may, I'm going to suggest that if you were to be leading Howard away from the room whilst talking, he would be following you too engrossed in what you were saying to uh, realise. Before Azu goes on, though, she's going to say, but you're sure you want to come with me, yes? Well, yeah, obviously. And you don't want to be here? This is rubbish. No one's been struck by lightning here. And I've been here ages. <laughs> all right then, Howard. Why don't you come along? I'll tell you all about a group of people I know who are excellent at building things. You wouldn't believe the things that they can do. And so fast. And she keeps she yeah, starts yeah. telling him gotcha. about various other members of the crew. And... <laughs> at which point then I am going to jump across to Cell. Yep. So, last thing we heard is this is this is an unfixable problem. Yep. Sasura just kind of puts a pair of uh, flasks down mm-hmm. angrily. In fact, one of them shatters a little bit. Uh, cracks, let's say. Right. And uh, Sasura turns to you and looks as if from nowhere, mm. properly upset. Mm. You know that y- you can't just leave it unfixed. You have to solve the problem. If you don't solve the problem, then it's just going to get worse. So we've got to solve it, because if we don't solve it, then it's just going to get worse. So if we just do this now, then we can go back. It'd be fine. Sasra, I I know exactly how you feel, right? I I do. I know that sometimes you, you feel you need to solve the thing and you can't think of anything else until that thing is done. But, Great! But, but, there's, but what I've learned, and I'm so old, Sasra, I am so old. I have learned so many things so slowly, right? Sometimes things don't get finished, right? 
And that's... That has to be okay. Yeah, but I can finish it if you just help. We could get this done, and then we can We've already it. done it, Sasha. We've done it. We we fixed the first problem, and then and then another problem came, and then another. And this is this. Yeah, but if we finish this, it'll fix all the problems. It won't, Sasha. What I'm what I'm saying is that this this is endless, and that's fine, right? If you want to solve these problems forever, but there there are other kinds of problems. Back back on the bear. Back back where we were, you know, and those problems, I just, I think that we work really well together. And I mean, you have to remember that, of course, while we don't obviously show tons of time of them hanging out, it has been explicitly said that like, Cell hangs out with Sassara doing like detailed work, that while Sassara was in Earhart's body, they sat there with the logic puzzles, like they've spent a lot of time together. So it's, it's that kind of like, with the te- yeah, but it's like you don't we don't show that, but it's, it's right here. It's right here. We're, we're so close. We'd like. We're, I'm, I'm sure. Like it, maybe Sasha reaches out and sort of grabs two completely different components. Like I know that if we just like, and then it's just so close. It's Sasha, so close. The, the thing, the thing about these puzzles, right, is that they they always lead to other things, and that's that's what that's what being is, right? I thought that was like what being alive is like, but it seems it's even bigger than that, is that whatever you do, it, it becomes something else. And that's, that's, that's great. You, d- you don't get to get a completion score though, always on problems. And I, I think this, look, I just, I, I feel like there were other things that we left unfinished and and you can choose to stay here these are some really cool problems you've got really incredible equipment here i mean i have never seen a flask as big as that um (laughs) and and the spiralizing on that wait no 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 i'm not gonna focus on all of the that's really cool as well i think no okay sasra this this place is cool it's wonderful and i'm so happy that it's it's here for you but there are other really cool problems and your friends and 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 i hope i'm your friend and we can do more stuff back back on the on the ship so it's 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 a choice sasra but there's there's i can't i can't we won't be able to finish this right it's not a you fix it and then you move on to the other thing you don't get to complete everything you're gonna have to choose and either either choice is fine they're both valid puzzles Sasra kind of takes a moment and puts the two components down and just gives a bit of a... <sighs> This'll still be here, won't it? It'll still be here. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure this or, or something like it even better. Sasra gives you a sidelong glance. Give me a sense motive. Okay, now that is... Oh, this is not Zell's strong point. Seven. <laughs> Oof. Gives you a sidelong glance that could mean... Everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll make you deal. Okay. We don't solve this now. Right. But you and me solve this later, you know, when we get time. You know, when we've, we've, dealt, we've, we've dealt with everything else. It's all done. It's all solved we can come back here and finish this together. Sasha, I, I would like nothing else better in the entire world. You promise? I I promise. Wait. Hang on it. 
Come here. Sasha yeah. kind of gestures with a tile. No, closer. Yep. Yep. Closer. Yep. Right close. Okay. Sasha reaches out and plucks the fang from behind your ear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should go back. We should go back. Cool. And I think I should end the episode there rather than return to Hamid. We'll leave that for another week. Aww. But well done, all of you. Thank you. There was a version of events where you wouldn't all manage it and I thought I'd give you a challenge you can't solve with a dice or, quote, all the hit points. I think all of us are just like, Zolf, tell, tell Wild that you like him. Tell him he's your friend. Oh, you did come Say close. You did come nice. close, but... I know. I know. It's all good. Well, I'm happy to say that, uh, slight spoilers, we shall be returning to uh, the <laughs> quote-unquote real world next week. Mm. But until then, <laughs> bye, everyone. Bye! Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by Rusty Quill and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 international license. Today's episode was directed by Alexander J. Newell and produced by Hannah Preisinger. To subscribe, buy merchandise, or join our Patreon, visit RustyQuill.com. Rate and review us online, tweet us at the Rusty Quill, visit us on Facebook, or email us via mail at RustyQuill.com. Join our community on the Discord or via Reddit at r slash RustyQuill. Thanks for listening. This is wonderful. What are you, what are you making? Okay, question. So mm-hmm. I have here. I've gone. I've gone air hot cobbled again. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Okay, one sec. Hi everyone, Alex here. I'd just like to take a moment to thank some of our patrons: Eddie Ryan, Nihon, Anna Kiselovich, Jade Rose Fulford, Andrea Jones, Ashley McManus, Kate Schwichtenberg, Eric Magnuson, Kyle Jet Peterson, Stripey Tail. C. Porter, Number 9, Deandra Mazura, Isaac Passad, and every patron who has ever supported us. Thank you so much. We really, really appreciate your support. And thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, everyone. It's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun and see you later.